want to do that howl. Good morning, but I don't want to annoy too many people because they're going to go, oh, there he goes again. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are. Uh, this is Luca's World. I hope everybody's doing well and everybody's being uh, safe at this time. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. There's a lot going on. Um, I want to throw in some winter tips as well as giving you guys a, a sunfish tale. Uh, and uh, somebody might want to remind me if I forget, or if I don't have time, we're going to try anyway. A reason, a season, a lifetime is a really good teaching coming up. We're going to have news about um, marshals, air marshals. Oh boy, when we're flying. We're going to go to native country and talk about the province of Nunavut and what's this about headdresses. And, uh, of course, the Israel genocide uh, with special clips on uh, Norman Finkelstein and uh, something called Israel Defined, which is something that I hope people are going to listen to, including uh, genocide articles one, two, and three that I came out from the convention with today. And um, a little tickler about Michael Jackson and Diana and Princess Diana. Wow. Okay. That should be interesting. So, but first... Um, we have a book drive going on. This is like the uh, week three of uh, John Stadmiller book drive. It's a super package, folks. And this is with a uh, $100 minimum donation. It's a, a package including, um, okay, a Bill of Rights handbook, two copies, uh, Citizens Rule book, three copies, Year of the Rat. Uh, how Bill Clinton compromised U.S. security for Chinese cash, which is a hardcover. There's the Ron Paul uprising in DVD. Uh, they own it, uh, all including you, by means of toxic, ooh, toxic currency, okay, by regular RBN guest and co-host Ronald McDonald. There is the New World Order defeated by Grambo the Prophet. Uh, all kinds of goodies. Plus, oh my goodness, it doesn't stop there. I'm going to have to get some money together here. <laughs> uh, plus a bonus T-shirt, bumper sticker, and an RBN coffee mug. That's it. That's it. Okay, so all you do is you call uh, 1-800-724-2719, extension 3. And I'll say it again like the commercial, uh, 1-800-724-2719, extension 3. And leave a message speaking clearly with a, a phone number and or email. So that's, again, that's uh, for, for donations equaling $100 or more. And uh, that's your you know, a requirement for entering the drawing, obviously. So please contact us at that number if you have any more questions. Um, that's very important, I might add. And, you know, somebody, you know, like somebody said to me, Luca, listen to your instinct. When, um, when it talks to you, I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, that little voice that says something to you that's really, really faint, and some people call it a conscience. Uh, I call it intuition or instinct, and it, it talks to you. And I'm on the RBN website this morning, and I'm looking at, oh, what's that? Kathy O'Brien on, on the RBN banner. And it's like, you know, Luca. Why don't you tell them about Kathy O'Brien? You know? And it's like, oh, well, you know, one minute. Really? One minute to talk about Kathy O'Brien? Trust me. 
okay, because I, I, I know I, I have this, and this is something that was taken down from YouTube, and uh, anybody who's interested in Kathy O'Brien, and, um, you know, it, it's like, you know, incredible. The, the, the book that she wrote, it's, it's on there. It's on, the, on the, the website, and this is what I have to offer you on this today. It's a quote from, you know, it, it was the description of the YouTube that was taken down, and I managed to get it before it was. And I can give this to anybody who asks. The quote starts now. O'Brien claims to have been abused since she was a toddler by her own family, forced to partake in satanic and sadomasochistic child pornography movies, produced for Gerald Ford... She was eventually sold to the CIA, who was looking for traumatized children for mind control program, MKUltra. I hope you're listening. Uh, U.S. Presidents Ford, Reagan, Bush, and Bill Clinton, Canadian Prime Ministers Pierre Trudeau and Brian Mulroney, Mexican President uh, Miguel de la Madrid, Haitian dictator Baby Doc Duvalier, Panamanian President Manuel Noriega and King Fahd of Saudi Arabia all sexually brutalized her. Uh, she recounts in graphic detail how her, how elder George Bush raped her 13-year-old daughter and how she was forced to have oral sex with Illuminati witch Hillary Clinton. While being sodomized, whipped, bound, and raped, O'Brien overheard the globalist elite planted, planning a military coup in the United States and conspiring to usher in the satanic New World Order. I'd say that's a mouthful. That's a good way to start the show, I think. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what instinct does, okay? And very, very simply, um, the truth is the truth, right? Okay? So if uh, nobody's been there, so nobody's going to know 100% what the truth is, Right? I don't think I think we can all agree on that. But my point is when you learn something that really resonates with you, like that's what I call it. When I share things with, that really resonate with me, make it the truth or not. Callers can call and say, hey, Luca, you know, you might be wrong about this. Why don't you check this out? It's like, oh, great. OK, we'll talk about it next week. Um, my instinct tells me very clearly you can't talk about this truth and stay away from this truth. Because that's more uncomfortable. That makes people feel uncomfortable, you know? And there's Thomas Paine ex saying exactly that. If you're afraid to, uh, you know, if, if you're, you're afraid to, what's the word? Uh, you know, if you're afraid of, of, you know, saying the wrong thing or, or peeing people off, you can't be honest. And it, it's really true. So this is what RBN is allowing me to do. And I really wanted to thank all my listeners and RBN uh, producer included for all of this that I haven't thanked yet. Uh, thank you, Frank, for everything you're doing and for the clips that we have today. But this is why, you know, oh, oh some places you cannot talk uh, uh, about the H word or the N word or World War Two or the Holocaust, because if you're in Europe, you'll end up being arrested. Uh, this is what's so good about where I'm at, because I'm not saying this is the truth and this isn't. I'm saying this is what I found. This is what resonates with me, you know, about Churchill, the genocidalist, you know what I mean? Not Hitler, you know, so it and, and I'm allowed to bring it to the table and you decide what you want to do with that. 
And um, minutes before the show today, I, I fall on a meme on Facebook that says, never forget the difference you make. And I'm going, wow, okay, just little me, you know? And ain't that the truth? So let's, let, uh, please allow me to say that to everybody today. Never forget the difference that you make. Uh, either in being an activist or trying to change the world or trying to change yourself, which is what we have to do anyway. Um, let's just accept one another's differences and, you know, opinions. Or, you know, there shouldn't be a problem. You hear something from somebody, you don't agree with them. Well, okay. Um, that's fine. You know, people hear the word David Icke and it's like, oh my God, you know, you listen to him or, or you know, AJ, right? Alex Jones, you know, like... It, it doesn't matter. Whenever I hear something, oh, that resonates with me. Uh, I got to say something about that. And that, that's one thing I, I really needed to get out. The other thing was always promising everyone listening that I, was, I would always correct myself if I was wrong or if I had made a mistake. Boo-boos, right? Um, t- well, not twice already because last week you heard a, a replay of my show, but on, on uh, actually a couple of shows, okay, I can, I can say that. I've, I've said that Hitler himself went to uh, the United States tribes of the Southwest to uh, ask permission to use the, uh, the swastika as his symbol, right? Well, there's no, there's no anything to prove that he went there. And I'm being told that by a really good friend of mine. Like, maybe we shouldn't say it that way because there's no proof. Because if he did end up going to the United States, we would have found documentation of it somewhere or something would have been written about it somewhere. So you know what I think? Why don't we change that to, in my mind, it looks like that's what he may have done, or he might, he might have sent a delegation representing his, his, uh, his people or his party, which is the same thing as him going. So this is what I mean. You have to be really careful on, on shows or you know, on the mic when you say things, because... Uh, it, it can slip out and, you know, like, you know, where's your proof there, Luca? You know, I want sources, you know. So uh, this is how I learn also. And, you know, I've had callers call me and tell me, you know, oh, you might be wrong about this, Luca, as I was saying. And also, I kept saying Sean Colville last time, who uh, did that song, uh, Sonny Came Home, that I have for my intro. It's not. It's, Shol- it's uh, Sean Colvin, C-O-L-V-I-N. I was corrected on that as well because I was getting excited and thinking about talking about other stuff. And I said, Colville, it's Sean Colvin, C-O-L-V-I-N. Thank you for correcting me on that. Um, so don't forget the difference that you make, please. And you know what's really cool? We can all accept one another. And Brian Rose even said it on London Rail one time. And I've said this before. I got to say it again. You know, when he was introducing David Icke, and he says, you know, we, we may disagree a lot. There's a whole lot of things that, you know, you say that I just don't agree with. Uh, but you know what? Um, I will give my life to defend your right to say what you have to say. And I heard that for the first time uh, at that time. And it really impressed me. And I thought, wow, is that ever cool? Can you imagine if people thought that way? Well, you know, think what you want. Because it's ego that does the rest. It's ego that makes you want to change the other person's mind. He's got to think like I do. And, you know, and there, there's the church again. You know, acceptance of other people's faith is essentially a denial of my own. Oh, boy. 
right? So, no. So let, let's all accept where we come from. How's that? Um, because that's what's going to happen. You know, you're going to live and you're going to meet people and they're going to stay with you for a while and then all of a sudden they disappear. You don't know why something happens, something you said, something they said, something happens that they, they leave you, okay? And this is my message for everybody. Uh, why don't you give the numbers out first, Luca, to call? That'd be a good idea. Okay, 512-248-8252 and 1-800-313-9443 to call in. And if callers could please be considerate of the time and preparations that people take for their shows, it would be great. Um, so this is called a reason, a season or a lifetime and a really beautiful poem. And I wanted to share it as a prayer also, uh, just to, you know, say thank you to everybody. And this is what happens. I'm always afraid of, you know, being alone. I've always been afraid, terrified of being alone and living alone. And it's funny, I've been here alone seven years now going on eight and this is where I've had all my teachings and all my learning from being alone, from learning how to be your best friend, from depending on yourself. You know, it, it's something else. Facing your fears big time. This is called a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And it says people come in to your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. When you figure out which one it is, you'll know what to do for each person. And like I was saying... If a person comes into your life for a reason, it's usually because it's a need that you expressed. Somebody's come to assist you through a difficulty, provide you some kind of guidance or support. And, you know, they stay with you for a while. And my goodness, like, you know, they're, they're a godsend, you know. Um, and all of a sudden, without any wrongdoing on your part or at an inconvenient time or the person will say or do something that will bring the relationship to an end. Uh, maybe somebody will die. Maybe they'll walk away. Um, sometimes they act up and they force you to take a stand, whatever, right? That, that was the lesson. That's it. You have to move on. Uh, when they come into your life for a season, it's because uh, your turn has come to share, to grow, and to learn. The new person or people uh, brings you an, an experience of peace to make you laugh. Uh, they may teach you things that you've never done or believed before. You know, like it, it's, it's something, it's an expansion of yourself. Uh, they usually give you an unbelievable amount of joy. Believe it, it's real, but only for a season. You know, when I was young, it was summertime on Martha's Vineyard at our house because Philbin Beach was right around the corner and there were tourists everywhere and you'd meet people and it, it was the time to fall in love, right? Around 15 or 16 years old, right? Um, and that's the season. That's it. Lifetime relationships teach you lifetime lessons things that you must build upon in order to have a solid emotional foundation. Your job is to accept the lesson, love the person, uh, and, you know, put what you have learned into use and in all the other relationships of, of your life that, that you learn, you know, you got to put that all to use. And like they say, love is blind, but friendship is clairvoyant. And the person will stay with you for life. That's usually how it works. So you got to know which one it is. And that's something I, I wanted to share because it's, it's a special part of me. Um, well, 
The things we love tell us who we are. Oh, boy. Um, and it's been said before, you know, uh, the more you focus on things, the more you think about things, the more you put out stuff into the universe, that's where you're going to go. You focus on sickness. <laughs> I focused on health, and I'm going to be the biggest pain in the butt now than I ever have been. So we need to focus on what works for us and what really tickles our fancy, as they say, what kicks our can, as they say in French. And um, that's what's going to make us grow, right? So we're coming into winter, right? I'm going to lighten up a little bit here before we go heavy. Um, we're coming into winter, and I'm so glad I can say this because people are listening, okay? What happens in, in, in winter? Well, you get the windshield frozen, right? And you see people out there just scraping and scraping and scraping and scraping and going nuts and usually swearing, right? You don't have to. Ta-da! Okay? Uh, and I tell everybody this. All you have to do is find out what the temperature is outside, uh, start your car, put on the defrost, and walk in. Just leave it for about five minutes. And when, when you see that the window is starting to, to, to get you know, warm... You go outside with warm water, not hot, not boiling water, right? Warm, wa lukewarm, like my name, lukewarm water. Go up to the top of the windshield, pour it down. The water goes under the ice, lifts it up, and it comes right off the windshield. That's it. I've done it. I've done it in minus 40. I've done it in minus 10. Uh, some people like putting vinegar in water for the slippery edge or something. I've just done it with lukewarm water, depending on the temperature. It's going to save a lot of problems, especially if you warm up the car first. Very important. And also, because we're talking about uh, tips and uh, weather, I'm not even going to get into weather tips, but I just want people to be very careful about the quickly changing temperatures and road conditions uh, and just be alert because I've, I've really learned to watch the weather and I was into satellite meteorology before I got into doing this. And um, it's really important because when, when I was sailing one day, I'm in the middle of a bay, okay? And you can walk. Uh, you, it's about five feet deep. Uh, so you can jump off the boat and walk to, to the bank if, if you have to. But when a fog bank rolls in and you don't have a compass and you're that close to, e I'm equidistant to both sides, you might be swept out to sea. Something to think about. We'll be right back. This is Lucas World. Don't go away. Attention, freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Serafine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. 
gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilaji by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilaji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilaji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. And the producer gets me with this song every time. I'm surfing down my wave at 13 years old. I get picked up from the back and I get dragged down the the wave 25, 30 miles an hour every time. Just incredible. What a good way to come back into the show again. This is Luca Mino. We're back in uh, Luca's world. Uh, I have something to to share with, with everybody. And uh, this is kind of important. We have something important about uh, flying because a lot of people fly. A lot of people have enough money to, to fly. Oh, uh, God be with them. Well, uh, something about flying, about air marshals that I, I wanted to, uh, to share with, with you. It's a quick clip that uh, they were talking about on Fox. And listen to what the lady interviewed is saying. And just pay attention to her like, like you you were going to win a prize if you did, like if this was a competition. Let's have a listen to her. So how many uh, air marshals are on planes right now, and how many do you think uh, there should be to get to a safe level? 
Well, Carly, we're not we're not flying right now. The only missions that we're doing are Quiet Skies missions, and those are missions that are following the January 2021 people. So we're either on the border uh, for illegal immigrants, or we're following folks from January 2021. We're not doing our regular missions where we're out there looking for the bad guys. So right now, on uh, most flights, you're not going to have air marshals. What do you mean by that? You're following January 2021 people. What does that mean? That means our primary mission is a little group called Quiet Skies. It's a mission called Quiet Skies that we're following people that flew into the national capital region in January 2021. You did not have to go to the Capitol or the rally, and you've been put on a specific list that TSA now has assigned air marshals to follow these people who have not had uh, any type of criminal investigation. They haven't committed a crime, but yet three years later, we're following the same individuals day in and day out. So you're saying that air marshals are now following people that were at the Capitol uh, on January 6th, and they're not tracking terrorists at all? Well, they didn't even have to be at the Capitol, Carly. They could have just flown into the National Capital region. So if anybody was there for uh, a job interview, to visit family, we even had a gentleman that was there for a funeral. They put put on this domestic terrorist list just because of their geographic location to Washington, D.C. So these people did not even commit a crime. They weren't even at the Capitol. What? Do those people know that they're on this list? Some of them do, because when they go to the airport, they get the quadises on their boarding pass, and then they have to go through enhanced security. Then they're followed by teams of air marshals on, on any leg of flight that they have. So, yes, a lot of them do know that they're being followed, yet they haven't been vetted, and they have not committed a crime. And three years later, we're still doing the same duty, and we followed the same people over and over for three years who are no threat to this country. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so if you are... An average passenger on a plane, how concerned should you realistically be? I think I think you should be very concerned when you're boarding the aircraft. You need to look around to see who you might be able to to ask to help you like a good Samaritan, because you're kind of you're on your own. If anything happens, please don't wait. There's going to be no law enforcement that's going to help you. So you need to have a plan. Look where the exit doors are. Look where your flight attendants are standing around you. But I would look at other passengers to see, you know, I would be looking around for a football player or somebody, a pretty big guy or a couple big guys in case you needed to take action. Wow. In case you needed to take action. Can you believe that? See, and if I may add, um, I really think that this is like, uh, they never cared to begin with. Government teaches the population how to act, right? Like a, like a parent teaches their children, okay? Uh, they never cared about us in the first place. This is what I've always said since the very beginning when I was screaming this in the 1990s. The three words, they don't care. And this is why everything's falling to pieces now. You know, our infrastructure is falling to pieces. Now there's no policing on on airplanes, right? Oh, you're on your own. You know what I mean? Free for all, right? Because everything's falling apart. They're draining. Uh, Roger Landry said it really well. He said they're they're draining the United States. They're bringing the United States to their knees. That's exactly what to its knees. That's that's what's happening, and we have a, a furious uh, Norman Norman Finkelstein and another furious woman in the next two clips that you're going to hear about Israel uh, very soon, probably after the break, I, I imagine. But uh, what I wanted to do before that is to uh, to end on 
Nunavut. And people go, Nunavut. What do you mean, Nunavut? What's Nunavut? Nunavut is a province in Canada. And, uh, oh, it was given to the Indians. No, no, it was given back. It's um, stolen property that was returned. I don't remember what year it was. It, no, between 1999 and 2001, because I was doing my high school diploma while it was happening. And just to let you know, the high prices of food at that time, okay? Again, 1999 to 2001. You know how much a 24-liter, sorry, 24 of bottles of water from Nestle cost up there? $104. And I have the price tag from Walmart uh, or, or from the store. It looked like a Walmart tag. $104 on that. Cranberry juice for $25. Grapes for, you know, I'll, I'll have the pictures for anybody who's interested. This is Lucas World. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing. And I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive! Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Go to republicbroadcasting.org, smash that donate button, 
like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the cool, United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, the, uh, the dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising, and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. glad that we have that i am so glad that we have that clip that clip tells us exactly what we're doing we're tearing the walls down and nothing but a matriarch that's calling here melissa from maryland you're on lucas world good morning how are you doing okay hi there um i was just going to ask you and you don't have to have an answer for me right now but are you prepared to discuss the representative from New York that was expelled from the House? What do you know about that? Uh, no, because I, I don't really touch on politics that much um, on um. the show. So, I, no, I'm, I'm not really following that. I'm <laughs> following more what brought us all here. But that's, I, I appreciate you calling to ask, though. I'm, I'm sure a lot of other people will, will be able to answer you on that one. Well, now, the comment that I was going to make about it quickly, I don't need to get into a long discussion, is I'm concerned that the, you know, that that happened without any criminal charges or without a trial or without a guilty plea. And just my comment is that the House, you know, maybe should have waited and done due diligence and you know, just waited until there was a conviction or until there was a guilty plea before they did such an action. I, I, I feel like they were I feel like they were convicting somebody who had been arrested and hadn't been to trial yet. So that's my comment about it. I, I understand. Um, uh, the reason why I never got into anything like that is because I noticed the Freemason court. I noticed how Freemasons build America and Freemasons go against God. And it seems like every court in the land is there to protect them against us. So that's why I never get into politics, because voting to me is out the window. They decide who they put in. It's such a complete difference of level between us and them. So I never got into that. But I appreciate you calling. Thank you for your... Thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, ma'am. We're we're going to talk about something very quickly before we get into... um, uh, or should we do it the other way around? No, I think it's very important to do it before the end of the show because uh, we have two clips on Israel coming up. But I have to say this. I'm looking at a little boy who decided to go to the Kansas City Chiefs game, painting his face half black, half red with a huge headdress. 
okay, um, on top of the tomahawk chops, okay, and on top of John Wayne wanting to assault uh, Sashim Littlefeather in 1973, remember that at the Oscars? And you also had Clint Eastwood giving a smart-ass remark also. Um, this This is exactly how things like this happen, right? Now you have a child involved. Let me just throw this in. Um, it, it smells uh, a psyop, and let me tell you why. Because you get people riled up in, in, in a game, okay? Then you get children involved, and you get something really, really, really political and really nasty and completely making fun of all the other people that you stole the land from. Um, and this is these are genocidal tools. I'm absolutely convinced, after 25 years or more of studying these uh, animals and how they treat uh, civilized people like the Indians that, that we stole everything from. And, you know, we couldn't kill them off at, at once. So, right. This is a, a perfect example of it. And I'd like to just share my rage about this um, very quickly in something that I wrote. Uh, since I know speaking in anger is not right, I decided to sleep on it. Problem is, the next morning, I'm even more upset about it than I was the other day. Because this is how, this is how it works with racial inequalities, with injustices, and this is how soft genocide works. Those who are ignorant of history, uh, you know, and, and what you do is you confront them with exactly that in the sports arena with children involved. And what do you have? You have division, big time. So, uh, let me tell you, one eagle feather, okay, and there are many, there are over 100 on some of them. One eagle feather is given to those people that do exemplary work for the tribe, not for themselves, okay? And um, the person's given that feather, like, in honor of his extraordinary deed that he did for the people. One feather is given in ceremony by the elders, usually grandmothers, depending on the tribe. So... Imagine that, one eagle feather, okay? So not only can you buy the feathers at eBay or you have women that are half naked in bikinis with headdresses on, on eBay. I've seen it before and I've plastered it on on Facebook, like WTF, okay? Uh, The desecration here is not only for the feather or the headdress, but for the child. Because the child is not to blame. He doesn't know any better. But if he did... Imagine if a child was, was taken aside and taught for years about, you know, about this and the significance of it by the right people. He would probably be scolding us adults seriously, like even worse than what I'm doing. Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, the same thing. You know, everybody clamored on me about, well, give the guy a break. He's dead now. Well, he's dead. There's a picture of him playing guitar on stage with a headdress. He was not given that headdress in honor, I don't think. And if, if he was, I'll be the first one to apologize, but I don't think he was. See, so this is how it happens. And all of a sudden, you get that on Fox News. Okay? And I'm like, if I wear a headdress like that, I paint my face black and red. I go down there, hardly anybody notices. How come this child goes down there, does that at a Kansas City Chiefs game? It's on Fox. Right. Okay? Let me just tell you really quick to finish this. The irony is that the people who have gotten these incredible lifetime achievement honors, it's not taken lightly. 
by the, the humble, right-minded recipients, okay? These headdresses are put away in dark places, uh, in sacred humility. They're never spoken of uh, as to not wear them on your sleeve for attention-seeking. It's absolutely appalling. And because I know it, I have to say something. See, that's what happens. Take away people's history, and you'll have them fighting one another fiercely. And like Orwell says, the, uh, the truth will become a lie. Right? But see, thinking is too difficult, especially for idiots like that that get drunk at, you know, to celebrate at, after a football game. Why don't we get 800,000 people interested in changing the world, maybe? Wouldn't that be uh, more? Wouldn't that be better? Especially concerning what's going on in, in, in Israel. Wow. Um, I'm not going to finish the show with this. I want to get a little uh, upbeat perhaps afterwards, but I have to say this because you have very angry people, especially like, like me. Um, uh, TLBtalk.com has a, a beloved uh, worker of ours that, that is in Gaza also, so it, it touches the heart, and it touches the heart of a lot of people that, uh, you know, that feel for the children, that know what's going on, some of the videos that are coming out, and that's something else Israel has asked very politely for TikTok and others to uh, not display what's going on or, you know, be crooked about uh, about the news. I'm sure you people already heard about that, but I'm just saying it off the cuff because I saw it. And it's horrible. It's horrific. And there are really, really good memes that are waking up a lot of people. Um, I'd like to play uh, enraged normal uh, Norman. I keep saying the normal Norman Finkelstein, um, because you'll listen to him and you'll hear him argue with the uh, the interviewer, because it's like you know, well they they have water from wells. No, they don't. They you know the groundwater is poisoned. Okay, I just wanted to say that so you can understand it when you hear it because it's going to go really fast and he's really upset. Let's have a listen. No food, no water. No electricity. But they get water from the ground wells. No, they don't. 97% of the water is poisonous from the ground wells. 97% is poisonous. According to? According to everybody. No, the CNN, I mean, there's, CNN so much, there's so much research done on the water situation okay. in Gaza. I'm no expert in okay. Gospel, 97% is not fit for human consumption. It's not potable. Okay. okay? So now, you add those three sentences, statements up, and what do you get? It means the entire human po- population of Gaza, mm. of whom more than one million are children, they will not have access to food. They will not have access to water. They will not have access to fuel or electricity, which means all the hospitals will be inoperative. The hospitals cannot operate without the fuel. We are also told that the entire population is a legitimate target for the Israeli army. When you add those statements up together, I can't see how. I can't see how it's possible to conclude that Israel has launched anything except a war of genocide against the people of Gaza. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what it is. And uh, if you go on Google and you check out the Convention on the Prevention of the Crime of Genocide of 1948, I'll even tell you the guy's name who coined it, the phrase genocide. His name is Raphael Lemkin. And he coined the, the, uh, the word uh, genocide, the killing of the people. And 
He wasn't even he wasn't even allowed to to he wasn't even invited to the convention. Is what I wanted to say. Can you imagine? You coined the word and you're not even allowed at the convention. This is what I mean. This is how corrupt everything has been from the beginning. Okay, uh, corrupt people doing corrupt things. So, Article Two, Section E, of the of that present convention. Again, Article Two, Section E says transferring people from the group to another group. And as far as the Indian is concerned, as far as the uh, the Native Americans, the first people, the original people here from Turtle Island, which is now North America, you can say anything. You can argue about anything. That is not arguable. You cannot argue that that's exactly what the Canadian and the American government did. They took their police forces. They took the Indian children, put them in the residential schools. It's a crime of genocide, period. They don't like that. They don't want Indians learning you know, all this stuff. They don't want Indians to become lawyers and doctors and, and find out what, you know, no, they don't want anybody finding any of this out. So this is what we're faced with. And my last clip of the day is going to say in, oh, let's, I, I forget how long it is, but it's not very long. But she uh, nails Israel to the wall. And for people that think that going to school and getting, PhDs and pieces of paper for hundreds of thousands of dollars means anything, then you'll be happy because that's what she says. She went to school. She graduated from this and that and this and that courses. She tells you what Israel is from top to bottom. And my apologies for the SHIT word, which comes out once. Um, just block your ears. But um, what I want to say at first, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at Rothschild and I'm going, this guy must have just thought, how cool is that? Why don't we just invent one place, you know, by stealing it, right? And, you know, get all of, you know, like for, for homeland, for all the Jews, right? And uh, you have him saying that he's, he's actually created uh, a big hand in creating, wow, right? Israel in 1917 by forcing the Balfour Declaration on the British. You know, if I know that, I'm not a historian, so listen to her. She's, uh, she's got tears in her eyes most of the time. Uh, I'm not, I don't even know what her name is because it was so important that I had to, to, uh, to record this. Let, let's have a listen to her and please listen carefully because she knows her stuff. Okay, it feels important to say this. I am not pulling my perspective on Israel-Palestine out of my ass, okay? I'm not just guessing that Israel is committing a genocide against Palestine. I have studied and researched this. I have bona fides, and I will share them. First of all, I'm a Jewish woman. I was raised by a Zionist family. My grandfather was a Holocaust survivor. My family talks about our spirit of resistance and resilience constantly. Desiring goodness from the nation of Israel is in my blood, and still, I can see that the Zionist state is vicious, violent, and evil. If someone who was raised by a Zionist family, by people who believe that Israel has the right to exist and that it is our salvation, if I can overcome my pro-Israel bias and learn about this conflict, so can you. And frankly, I should not be calling it a conflict. It's a genocide. So 
So when I was in college around 2012, 2013, a bunch of my friends and loved ones started going on birthright trips. And I knew enough then to ask the question when they got back from their birthright trips, what about Palestine? And when these people I love, admire, and respect started talking about Palestinians and using language like terrorists, I knew I had to learn more. I also knew that I wanted to go on birthright, and I was nervous about being brainwashed by the trip, and I should have been nervous. So before I went on birthright, I decided at my small liberal arts school in Massachusetts to get a well-rounded perspective, educational perspective, on Israeli-Palestinian politics. I took four courses, Suffering and Evil in the Jewish Tradition, the Jewish Experience, Middle East Politics, and Arab-Israeli Conflict. I also took international and comparative politics courses that often brought up Israel and Palestine in comparisons to, for example, apartheid South Africa. And by the time I finished my ample coursework on the subject before I went on birthright, I was already pro-Palestine because once you are in the literature, once you are in the research, not the media stories about this, not the pro-Zionist rigmarole on CNN and MSNBC, once you are in the literature and the data, this isn't a debate. This isn't a question. People talk about Israel-Palestine like it is incredibly complicated, and I reject that premise. It is not. We know that anti-Semitism exists globally, right? We know that Jews are not the most beloved population in the world. We know that Britain has a colonial history and they have taken on colonial projects even through the 20th and 21st centuries. Essentially, Britain already wanted to colonize Palestine. So did the United States. And at the end of World War II, Britain and the U.S. got to talking and they thought, hmm, who do we want to exploit for military labor someplace that is surrounded by brown people so that we can rape and pillage land that we don't currently have access to? Where is one part of the globe we haven't effectively colonized yet? And there was Palestine. And Britain had been trying to colonize Palestine already. And so this was passed off to Jews who had just survived the Holocaust as a gift. Here we're granting you this parcel of land so that you and your progeny can exist in peace and not be violated anymore. Congratulations. Except that land already belonged to someone. Palestinians were already living there. And the U.S. and Britain didn't give a shit about the well-being of Jews. They didn't care. This wasn't a gift for Jews. This was always intended to be a trap of you do our military labor for us. We'll put you here and we'll grant you this parcel of land that already belongs to someone that there are already people on. And in return, you will rape and pillage that land for us and we'll just all share in the wealth. And it might be a good idea, too, if, like, your entire population were to, you know, have conscripted military service so you can really defend that land that is yours, totally, totally yours, bucko. And if you see who has emerged as the political leadership of Israel over the last few generations, this won't surprise you. This insidiousness will not surprise you. This is how you get Benjamin Netanyahu, someone who absolutely agrees to the premise of Israel as a Zionist ethno-nationalist state, who says we are here for one thing and one thing only, is to get garner as much wealth from this earth that we have, as much tourist property from this plot of land, convert it to dollars, and build up a military so mighty, a military apparatus so great that we wind up producing the world's weaponry. Yes, we have mined this land, and we have used the land to give you war machinery so that we can all murder each other a thousand times over. And to the people already living here, well, we'll murder them too. I took basically a semester and a half of college courses on this. 
And I know in my bones that what Israel is doing right now is a genocide. It's evil. What they've been doing for the last 75 years is a genocide. It is drip violence, slow violence, protracted harm. It is meant to exhaust the civilian population of Palestine. It is meant to exhaust all Palestinians out of their will to fight. And all the benefit, the wealth garnered from that land goes to the primary stakeholders, not the Palestinian people to whom the land originally belonged. Nope. And that's it. Uh, we are getting ready for a, uh, a break, I'm sure. Uh, we have Dan from Washington on line one, I do believe. Are we going to take the, uh, the calls now or later? Okay, uh, thank you for skipping the break for us. Dan from Washington and, and Francis also. We're getting to Francis. But Dan first on line one. How are you doing? I'm okay. Uh, oh, I hear an echo. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I get irritated with this talking point. We stole the land. Uh, you know, what it is is demoralization. Uh, I wanted to bring up, there's a great documentary on the holohoax. It's called One-Third of the Holocaust. Um, but it points out how this supposed fake, you know, big mass murder is basically affecting the German birth rate now because mm. people like Steven Spielberg, you know, push this white guilt, Holocaust yeah. guilt for some that didn't happen. Yeah, but, absolutely. But in a way, but well, the same thing's happening in America now as far as we stole the land, like. You know, the Pilgrims landed in 16, what, 1637, so, you know, it's really disrespectful to, you know, if you're living in Massachusetts, to the white people in Boston or Philadelphia, to, like, say to them, you stole the land. It's just, it's partially, like, I, I agree with you know what I mean? It's demoralization yeah. is what it is is doing, and it it doesn't do any good. And no, I'm, I think I'm not it's, saying you know I'm not saying that they stole the land. I'm saying that the land was stolen at the time, and you know people that they own stolen goods. Guess what? Right? That's how it works. So if you have remorse, you can't have remorse for it if you don't know the story. That's why I'm here to tell it. Well, I'm not here to say we're bad and they're good because there's bad everywhere. Well, yeah, but there's no reason that the white people should have remorse for building America at this point. So, well, I don't know. That's a good you opinion. Know what I mean? that, that's okay. You're allowed to, to have your it's opinion. John Wayne was 50 years ago. John Wayne was 50 years ago. I mean, you know, there's been quite enough anti-white propaganda since then that has been demoralizing. But anyway, thanks for taking well, the call. Thank you for the call. Yeah, thank you very much for calling. Um, and we have... Our favorite that always finishes the show with me. I don't know why. Francis from North Carolina. You're on Lucas World. How are you doing? I'm good, I think, so far. How are you doing, young man? Saving the best for last. And the, the, oh, the oh. last caller, <laughs> the, the last caller you... made a really good point that I'm going to start studying. You know, how, how to tell people about our past without making people think that I'm a white hater and, and that we shouldn't be talking like that. And that's no, a really no, good no, point. No. no. Uh, if any, uh, for one thing, let me start off in the beginning. Uh, the aspect of whether or not it was a delegation that Adolf had sent out to the uh, uh, Indians to yes, so borrow the swastika and so forth, because the swastika itself is a sacred emblem uh, to them in representing the four winds, the four directions. Yes. And so that's where that originates from. 
mm-hmm. how it gets uh, perverted and whatever have you, that's up to the human being themselves, regardless of what culture they're part of, for that exactly. matter. Um, now, as for the thing about the uh, headdress and all that, what was mm-hmm. done with that was obviously a publicity stunt, and it was a very insulting, because yeah. the headdress is very sacred uh to uh, the Indians themselves, regardless of which tribe it might be. They all have their own version of that, according to their handed-down teachings and all that, which was a verbal tradition, because a lot of things that they had, uh, shall we say, scribed or written down or recorded was mm-hmm. destroyed. So yeah. it's by storytelling and memory and so forth. As for the thing about that, oh, this this party did this, this party did that, you know something? Um... The earth is a school. It is a gift to the, uh, to the human beings, regardless of what their cultural background is and so forth. The thing mm-hmm. about uh, uh, this, this party sold this, this party sold that, uh, for one thing, there was nothing to steal to begin with. So we can leave the ethnic part out of the whole fiasco. I mean, this is a fiasco that gets stirred up just like anything else. Now, I do have a question I would pose to one talk show host is that, um, in light of that commentary, and that is, well, if the Europeans arrived here on Turtle Island mm-hmm. first, then where did the uh, indigenous Indians arrive from? Answer that, and then we'll have solved the whole jigsaw puzzle about Turtle Island, now known as America. There's so many beautiful stories, too. You know, I, I'm trying to hit a balance on everything so I can actually teach people what really happened. Um, there you go. Thank you so much for your call. And I'm going to you can stay on the line if you want. I'm going to say this very quickly. We don't um, I hope we have time to finish it. This is what the Hopi are saying. You're either on one side of the coin or you're on the other. If you're on mm-hmm. the bad side without without spirit and without uh, a foundation, a spiritual foundation, you're going to become sick. You're going to lose your Uh strength. You're not going to be able to function. You're not going to be able to dream or have visions. You're going to start Uh warring. You're going to start warring with with, with your your fellow man for no reason. You're going to be incapable of telling the truth. You're not going to Uh be able to deal with with your brothers and and sisters in honesty. It's something Uh to think about. Thank you so much for listening to Lucas. Have a fun weekend. We'll be back next week. Be safe, everyone. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls plus testing for heavy metals makes us unique in the storable foods market. 
Simply Clean Food's primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans and needs across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on long-term food storage in the rotating sponsors yeah. banner Great. Thank to support you. RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 